Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONCOEURCITYCAST20. You might have seen these weird homemade looking vending machines tucked away in some of Portland's hippest bars and restaurants. But instead of junk food, they're selling kitschy ephemera like old VHS tapes, vampire teeth, tarot cards, or my favorite, brown paper mystery bags with unknown prizes inside. And if you've been wondering, like, what is going on here? We've got answers. Because today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with the owner of these machines, Taylor Valdez. She's talking to us about operating what could be the most quintessential Portland enterprise, the Venderia. It's Wednesday, November 29th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. So Taylor, how did you get this started? Because I heard this business was initially supposed to be a laundromat. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've just always been the kind of person, child, who has a business. Like, okay, whether it's selling lemonades or bracelets that I made, like I just like a little something extra. A little side hustle. Yeah. And when I moved to the United States, I became totally enamored with thrift shops this like abundance of stuff like good stuff and how that manifested was I started embroidering sweaters and selling them in boutiques and at like last Thursday on Alberta very put a bird on it vibe okay and my first job out of college was working at a bowling alley And I loved that job so much Mm -hmm. because I could just play my own music, embroider at the desk, like occasionally spray down people's shoes, (laughs) but the machines were doing all the work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're collecting the balls, setting up the pins, keeping score. I was just there having a good time doing my side hustle. And so I started thinking about like, oh, in the future, what do I want to do? And I came up with. I'm going to have a laundromat that's like my crafting sewing studio, and it's also going to be a bar. And as reality set in, I realized like, wow, I can't really own a laundromat and a bar that's really expensive. So maybe it could be like a laundromat with a cool vending machine. And then when I started looking at laundromats to buy, it was like, maybe it'll just be a vending machine. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm hearing is pivoting. Yeah. What bowling alley, by the way? I feel like Portland has no bowling alleys anymore. So which one were you working out of? Dude, I was working at Grand Central Bowl on 7th and Morrison. Oh, nice. 8th and Morrison. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Before the remodel. And I lived in like a warehouse close by where we had craft nights and events. And oh, it was such a good vibe. Yeah. Old Portland. So for those of us listening who haven't seen one of your vending machines, like, Can you describe what they're going to see when they look through the glass? 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So first of all, the machines are regular enough to feel very approachable. It's a vending machine. Mm -hmm. You know how to use it already. And yet they are beautiful enough and unusual enough that it draws people in. So every single machine is hand painted and most of them are pinstriped. And my buddy from Grand Central Bowl is the one who paints them all. That's awesome. Uh-huh. And uh, then inside, there's no snacks whatsoever. Like anything goes except junk food. You're going to see mystery socks, VHS cassette tapes, tarot readings, vibrators, Ooh. pregnancy tests, local art, mm-hmm. could be embroidery, might be jewelry, condoms, vampire fangs. Of course. Mustaches, mm-hmm. playing cards, Uno. Yeah, so fun things to do at bars is what I'm hearing, because most of these are at bars, right? Or are there yeah. other locations? Most yeah. of my machines are at bars, but also food courts, some boutiques. So what item are you most proud of that people can find in your vending machines? I mean, I have to choose one that I developed myself. Okay. And the product that has resonated the most with people by far is Find Your Inner Animal. Hmm. Yes. So it's like a like a quiz? Like a quizlet? Heck no, dude. It's an oracle. The vending machine tells you what the animal inside you really is. And it is um, two-color risograph print with Mm -hmm. a fortune on the back. That's really cool. That's what's your animal? What animal are you? I'm a squirrel. Interesting. A little nutty. Mm -hmm. Always moving around, building an empire. Prepare. Yeah. Just remember Mm -hmm. where you uh, buried those nuts. My (laughs) neighborhood squirrels never do. Can I pitch you your next business idea? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen, like back in the old days, they used to have like this automated whiskey machine that I'm obsessed with. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've seen it. Yeah. Do you think Portland's ready for like alcohol in a vending machine? I don't know if it's legal, but... So in Texas, they do have something like that where you can get whiskey like Slurpees. You can get boozy Slurpees in a vending machine hallway. Ooh. And I I have like, oh, I used to live in Korea and they had these places called Honesty Bars where there's nobody working there and there's CCTV cameras at every angle and just refrigerators full of alcohol. And you have to be honest and put the money for whatever you're buying into a little box with a slit through it. Um, it's an un- and then you honor can just, system? Yeah, honesty bars. Oh my God, this is too cute. So I've thought a lot about doing that in Portland. Like how cool would that be? And especially if my workshop is right there. So I'm like kind Monitoring. of around. Yeah. <laughs> but OLCC is not going to be into this. No, they are not. I mean, I assume so. What's the weirdest story you've ever heard from one of your customers that they're just like, this is what I found in it? I mean, obviously, it's not weird to you because you're just like, yeah, I put that in there. But like, what has anyone ever come out and just been like, dude, this thing led to this thing and it's so weird? I've been doing this for a decade now. So there are a lot of couples that have fallen in love with the help of the vending machines. Oh, explain. So people who are playing truth or dare... Mm-hmm. And they get to know their partner and they do some silly stuff. That happens quite a lot. I've had people reach out to me to like, they want to get inner animals for everybody in their wedding party because mm-hmm. on their first date, they found their inner animals together. 
I had one couple who they had their first, like, not their first date ever, but that first night where they really just connected and were just like feeling it. They were buying a ton of stuff out of the Venderia. And so the guy reached out to me to put the engagement ring in a mystery bag. Shut up. No. Yeah. He like brought her over and he secretly knew which bag had the ring in it. And she didn't know who I was. I was sitting at the bar with my friend who's a photographer, just like ready to capture the moment. And it was awesome. He like, she reached down to get the mystery bag and he was down and they were both on their knees. And it was really beautiful. Mystery bag proposal. Like that could have gone so wrong, Taylor. That's amazing. But you were there to make sure it didn't. That's what I'm hearing. You were there to tackle anyone who got that ring. You're like, no. (laughs) Take pictures. That's awesome. All right, well, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, some advice from Taylor on how to start your own vending machine empire. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. You know, I heard that you're also coaching people to start their own vending machine companies. Like, like what are you telling them? Or like, these are the things you got to... Putting your vending machine, like what's the, I mean, I don't know if it's a course we should be paying for and I'm asking you to be, you know, to give me the spoiler, but like if you're able to divulge, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I did during the pandemic was I created an online course. I had a lot of people asking me like, I want to start this in Salt Lake City and I want to do this in Miami. And at first I was like, F you, don't copy <laughs> me. But then I started realizing like, dude. I love my life. This is a really fun thing to do. And I'm never going to have a vending machine in Salt Lake City. So Mm -hmm. more power to you. But I just Mm -hmm. didn't really have the time to help people until the pandemic. And it was great because I'd already had years of questions. So I knew what people wanted to know and what they needed to know. And basically in the course, I help people decide what type of machine they want, how to suss out what a good location is, how to create a good product mix. I'm not here to tell people what to put in their vending machines. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know what's going to work in Detroit. It might mm-hmm. not be the same things that work in Portland. The things that work in San Antonio are definitely not the things that work in Portland. But there are some qualities of products that are going to work no matter what. I break it down into three different categories. One of them is you need things in the machine that are immediately recognizable. Because when people walk up to the machine, if they're expecting snacks and there's no snacks, you don't want them to be disappointed and you don't want them to be totally confused. A little bit of confused is good. It's exciting. You're like giving them the flutters, but Mm -hmm. like totally confused, not good. So for me and my machines, what I stock that's immediately recognizable is like vintage VHS cassette tapes. You might not have a VHS player, but when you see the Wayne's world or the matrix, like you remember that it triggers some nostalgia and some familiarity. So I feel like it opens people's hearts to figuring out the other things. So then you have like the slightly unusual, but that people can 
figure out fairly quickly, which is like the mustaches. You know, they're like, is that a must? That's a mustache. Oh, in, in a vending machine. Okay, weird. But they can get it. They're like, oh, scorpion keychain. Okay, like I I get it, but mm-hmm. it doesn't jump out at you the way the VHS or the pregnancy test. Like you just see it, and then to really keep people on their toes, you need the things that they can't understand until they buy it. Is that like the oracle? Yes, the oracle reading, the tarot reading, find your inner animal, and the classic, the just mystery bag, question marks on a brown paper bag. I've talked about that mystery bag. Yeah. And yeah. you're just like, what's going to be? And I'm like, I don't know. But it's like, what? what's the price point of that? Like five bucks? It used to be five. Now it's 10. Welcome Recession, to Recession, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's 10. Yeah. So what do you think is like the biggest vending fail? Like what item do you think you've put in that you're like, nobody want? Something that I regularly come back to that doesn't work very well is greeting cards. Interesting. Seems like it would work so easy, and yet they don't really sell well. And I've had the same experience with jewelry. Mm -hmm. There's a couple pieces of jewelry that, you know, do okay. But considering that it's exactly the right size and often the the right price point, I feel like I should be moving more jewelry than I do. And Mm -hmm. neither one. I think people like to try it on. I think maybe people want to open the card. I don't know. Or they're just in a card buying mood even if they're homemade cards i'm hearing yeah Yeah. Uh, that's interesting yeah when i was younger i thought i was going to start empire by making postcards and then i realized that no one does that anymore so i did for a while and i'm really hoping to bring this back with a slight spin on it for a while i was selling postcards that were pre-addressed and stamped to donald trump (laughs) so that people when they were at the bar drinking they could just give that guy real drunk yeah And what I'm hoping to bring it back is when he's in prison, send Donald Trump a postcard in prison. That's so smart. Really hoping for that. We're um, going to cut this out because I don't want anyone to take this idea from you because it's brilliant. People take my ideas all the time. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the next automated business you think uh, you would start or someone else? Well, I think that there's a lot of existing businesses in Portland that could benefit by operating their own vending machines. Like Mm -hmm. retail is suffering a lot. Mm -hmm. The bars have come back. My vending machines that were in retail locations have not come back. I don't think retail is doing well at all. But I think that there's a lot of awesome stores that exist that could cut their costs and reach more people by operating satellite vending machine businesses. And I think that could work for like Tender Loving Empire. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, paper Epiphanies. I don't know. There's, I mean, there's a lot of places that already have that inventory. They just haven't expanded in that way. Imagine this. Mm-hmm. A food pod, you know, but yeah. that is vending machine focused. So you can go in there and if you needed your cards, if you needed your this or whatever, you know, you can just go to these vending machines and hopefully there's like a full-time person there that could repair them if they eat your dollar or whatever. And so you go there and you, you know, you eat, you drink, and then you do your little shopping of the stuff that you needed to do, your little knickknacks and, you know, or the best is like, you know, you always forget like, oh, I have to go. So it's someone's birthday or like, oh, someone invited me to dinner yes. and I don't have nothing. And you just go there. You're like, well, I'm here. I'm going to eat a meal and then I'm just going to peruse. That would be awesome because the novelty is there. That's what you're saying. You're just like, not only is it just like you're not paying your staff or you're reaching more people because it's satellite locations, but also people just love vending machines. 
They do. Um, what you're describing, the Portland Convention Center is already doing. What? They have a special hallway, I haven't been, that's full of vending machines. But is there beer and food? There's not beer and food. I don't think that's my idea because the Oregon Convention <laughs> Center is not where anyone's going to go to like hang out. You know that's what I mean? True. I think yeah. that's a great – it's a great idea for people who are already in the convention center. And they're just like, mm-hmm. by the way, some Portland wares. Wonderful idea for that. I'm thinking more like a food hall, but it's Vendidia-focused, yeah. you know? Yeah. What do you yeah. think of that? You can have it, Taylor. You can have it. Claudia. <laughs> Taylor's like, yeah, cool. I don't want it, but thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you, Taylor. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you so much for reaching out. Before we jump into the news, I just wanted to point out that, yeah, I I know the difference between inflation and recession. In my excitement to make a joke, I misspoke. So please don't email me your Economics 101 college class thesis, but do feel free to send any fun Portland stories or dad jokes to portland at citycast.fm. And now for your microdose of news. The Oregon Health Authority has licensed 17 service centers to offer psilocybin therapy, but practitioners say the majority of patients are coming from out of state. Oregon was the first in the country to legalize the practice in 2020, and clinics say they now have wait lists with thousands of names. And unfortunately, it's not just Portland that's seen a spike in traffic deaths. According to the Oregon Health Authority's recently released Transportation Safety Dashboard, the number of traffic deaths per year rose 73% statewide from 2010 to 2022. So please stay safe out there. If you're driving, stay off your phone. And if you're walking or biking in the dark, wear reflective clothing or lights. Same goes for your dog. We really can't afford to lose any listeners. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. Well, that's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. <laughs>